Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Sales Podcast, podcast where a comedian talks to a relationship therapist about dating in the modern world, dating and ma- marriage, relationships, the way men and women interact with each other. I'm Neil, I'm the comedian. Eliza, how are you going? Pretty good, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, can't complain. I've definitely been a bit up and down over the last few weeks, but I think there's a few more ups now. Oh. So we're getting there. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. That's good. Getting along. I love the little, we've got a little like weekly progress update on, on how, you, how you're coping. <laughs> how Neil's dealing with the breakup. <laughs> God, you're getting, so Oprah. You're getting, you're getting along well. Yeah. You know, it actually hurts more when, it, when you know it's your fault. Yeah. God, that was, that's a dark start. Because <laughs> you know that girl I was seeing uh, at the start of 2020? Mm. And when that ended, I was a little bit hurt, but I looked back at everything and I thought, I've really done nothing wrong here. <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe not. Okay, that, that was very... I'm perfect. That was very egotistical there, but... No, because I'm about to admit that I did okay, basically yeah, everything wrong in the next one, but I really don't know how I could have done things differently yes. as that one ended. Yeah. So I was a bit upset. But I didn't feel bad about myself. Yeah. Yeah, but this recent one, it's um, it was just me. So yeah. Having an identity crisis now. I wouldn't say an identity <laughs> crisis, but definitely um, looking back on a few of the uh, ideas and ethics I had around relationships and marriages, and maybe que- questioning that. Mm. I mean, this was just six months. I don't know why I said marriage there, but <laughs> um. Yeah, I definitely made some mistakes that I will learn from. Yeah. Is that why you've been thinking mm. about this topic today? Definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. So the topic today I wanted to talk about is alternatives to a traditional family structure. Love it. So early on in the, our podcast series, uh, we did one about monogamy versus non-monogamy, but we didn't really talk about how it may affect children and a family mm. so i want to i want to do one where i just basically theorize different options other than the nuclear family yes. for raising children essentially because well i'm nearly 27 now i'm 27 in three weeks Gosh. oh when's your birthday 30th of march that's exciting so when this comes out it won't it will be maybe uh, 10 days away wow yeah yeah so late 20s starting to think about all that yeah so just want to make sure I get it right. You may only have like a hundred thousand sperm left. Well, probably more <laughs> eggs than twenty-seven-year-old women have. So yes, probably. <laughs> might have to start freezing them. I'm Indian. There's probably millions in there. Right, let's be honest. Um, how many guys actually get their sperm count measured? How do you do that? Well, I'm sure you just go to the doctor. Yeah. And- yeah. yeah, it's relatively easy and usually you don't check it until you're um, trying trying, yeah. and struggling. Yeah, mm. A lot of people think you have unprotected sex once and then you're going to be pregnant. But for most couples, it takes like a year of trying before you fall pregnant, mm. which is interesting. And then you get the 17-year-olds that like <laughs> just go get fall pregnant on the first go by pure luck. Well, that's, or, that's how nature designed it. Luck. Yeah. Yep. 
what's the optimal time to just physically? What's the optimal time? I'm sure it's different person to person, but what's the optimal age range for women to get pregnant? Would it be late teens, early twenties? No, it's not. And if we're gonna get like really into it, it's it is interesting because uh, this is a bit like a lot of information. So I don't know. Disclaimer: I'm about to talk about vaginas, but as a um, you. <laughs> As a teenage girl, um, the the vaginal canal is is smooth, right? And there's no bumps and growths. And then as you enter your early twenties, it actually becomes like gets like um, ridges in it, and it changes completely the the way. It's no longer just like a smooth, no bumps or anything, and it kind of becomes this like gets groves and ridges. Which if you have a girlfriend, right, you may be able to slide. easily feel. And the reason for that is is that means that when you have a baby, you can contract more easily because uh, that's where babies would come out. And so that's why they think, well, uh, early, it's, so early 20s. Yeah, early okay. 20s. And what's really interesting is once you hit menopause, which means you no longer have a period or produce, you know, eggs um, to be fertilized, usually in your 50s or 60s, you start menopause um, or sometimes earlier. It Your vagina goes back to being completely like smooth. smooth again. Yeah. So... There's there you your go. fun fact. There you go. Yeah. So if you are so you're not actually meant to get pregnant, well, if you were in your twenties and you're touching ideal. a vagina and you notice it's completely smooth on the inside, she's too young. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> I think by the time you're touching it, it's a bit late. You can't be like, well, Just, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought she was eighteen, but then I felt how smooth it was. I'm innocent. But yeah, don't don't take that as pure science of the actual age i'm yeah. sure it varies a little bit you know yeah, give or take a couple of years it's been a long time since i've felt the interior of a, of a teenage vagina so that's probably probably didn't probably need to say that thing. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and there you go i'll yeah. i'll uh i'll try to notice the texture yeah, you will you totally everyone's gonna like i'm gonna be getting messages now from guys with their girlfriends and being like shit this is a weird like trippy experience but yeah well, there you go okay so early 20s and well the male sperm count is the highest as a teenager and then it actually just, just keeps going down a little bit so, yeah um mm-hmm. you could make the argument that's when they're most fertile but then testosterone does keep going up till your mid twenties, but that doesn't really have that much to do with fertility. Yeah. And men are just really made drive. to be fertile for most of their life. Yeah, and and the the theory is men compete against each other to try to mm. impregnate the most women. That's the evolutionary psych psychological one of the theories. Yeah. And in the modern world, that doesn't really. Well, some say it still applies to a to a degree on a on a subconscious and underlying level. Yeah, but it's funny now because if if like you know maybe ten thousand years ago, if you were like, how many kids you got, and he was like, I've got forty two, you'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's nice. And now, how many kids you got, and Wait, you're what? like, I got four kids from four different mums. That's probably a turn off to a lot of women. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you think in the 1600s, if a guy had 42 <laughs> kids, that was a turn on? <laughs> Maybe a little bit earlier, but I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Why would that be a turn on? Like he's, this man's fertile. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I've got to have 42 kids. <laughs> You're a big Genghis Khan of Sydney. Yes, that'll, that'll do you some wonders, <laughs> I think. Now, before we actually go on 
with the podcast, we've got a special announcement. If you've been listening to our podcast recently, you know that things with Neil haven't been too smooth. But you know what is smooth? My balls. Thanks to the first ever sponsor of our podcast, Manscaped. When you're ethnic like me, you need all the help you can get cleaning up the groin area. So luckily, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Manscaped has just launched in Australia and I bought my boyfriend the Lawn Mower 3.0 because I thought it was fitting because he's a landscaper. And the battery life is crazy. It lasts 90 minutes. You can listen to this podcast, have this running and then still have enough battery left over to give it a good shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom the shower. And as a woman, this has my tick of approval because I hate seeing pubic hair in the sink. One of the coolest features is the LED light for a closer and more precise trim. And trust me, I need all the help I can get. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Wish some of my toys could upgrade to that. It has a beautiful charging stand, all powered by USB. Get 20% off and free shipping using the code sexcells at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Make sure you use the code sexcells. It's in the description. It's in the comments. Get yours today. It smells so good. I can't. All right, and we're back. There you go, our first sponsor. That's exciting. Exciting days and a good one too. Yes, so get on to that. Go follow the code. Get onto it and get it off. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Get everything off. Get the clothes off and the hair off. Well, you don't have to get everything off. I mean, different strokes for different folks. No, get it all off. No, don't. No, no, don't. Wait, are you talking now about hair preferences? Yeah. Wait, are you? you? Oh, I was talking about, well, basically, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But so... Okay, before we get into the topic, <laughs> he's like, I again, just got to fucking one. figure this one out. <laughs> what is the? What would you say? I know you're. It would probably uh, differ from woman to woman, but what is the ideal amount of pubic hair on a guy? <laughs> Honestly, every single girl I know is different, but not um, no one cares that much. Girls don't care as much as men do. Like in my full on bush. Yeah, I don't. Maybe not like full on. As yeah. in, like, you'll get lost in there. But, like, maybe I like – I get kind of turned off when it's all gone. That's what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, I just find it, like – Looks like a child. Startling. Yeah, I think that's it. I just feel like it's unnatural. I don't know. Um, but for on the, on a man, I'm just – I like it when it's just in its full glory and whatever. It in is how it glory. is. This is it, woman. It's got the, the main <laughs> – Take it or leave it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, a little lion. <laughs> What? I mean, big lion. What are you like, murmuring at? A little lion. Because <laughs> the mane. Is that your nickname for it? <laughs> Maybe it is now. Yeah, you like that little lion? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. I, I I think most guys would say they don't like a full bush. Yes. But I don't mind, you know, like a landing strip. Yep. Or a little bit of hair there. But, yeah, hairless is good too. The, I feel like the trends actually for like preference in women is is a little bit of the more natural look is coming back in slowly, mm. but it certainly is. I think interesting. But, but the full on when it's a, a forest, yeah, it, I don't, it's, yeah, it's not attractive to you. To me, to me, yes, yeah, yeah. I would guess it's probably not attractive to the average guy. But I could be wrong. Tell and us probably in the to a lot of women as well. They're like, it's uncomfortable. Can't wear bikinis. Can't whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, but okay, let's get on to the main topic. So I I just was thinking a few weeks ago, what are some other alternatives to the traditional marriage in the context of raising a family or, or one child or whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a very uh, little amount of research, not a lot, but in North America, particularly Canada, there is now a trend for friend marriages. Yeah. So it's often to single women mm. or uh, single mothers that that sometimes they have a commitment ceremony. They live together. They raise kids together mm-hmm. as friends, as a partnership. They're not romantically uh, engaged, but they they have a huge bond, and I'm sure they still love each other. Yeah. And then they're free to date whoever they want when they have their night off, I suppose. And it got me thinking. Let's try and nut out the positives and negatives. In theory, we don't know because yeah. not many people have done this. What would be the positives and negatives of it, say, two friends raising kids versus a traditional husband and wife or even a husband and husband, wife, wife, who are in love and also romantically engaged raising children? Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking through it and I thought them, in theory – there could be more advantages to just two yeah. friends doing it, right? Yeah. Because you can think a bit more rationally. You can organize things. You're not relying on the other person to fulfill you romantically and yeah. sexually. It takes out a lot of potential risk of like arguments and fights of, over jealousy and yeah. betrayal. Yeah. yeah. And you can really nut out, all right, these four days you're with the kids. Yeah. This is the one night where... These are the two, three nights we're together with the kids. This yeah. is the two nights you get off yeah. to go on date, Yeah, do whatever you want. This is sounding like a dream. And yeah. then these are the two nights I get off. Love it. And then it sort of brought up the question, well, why stop with two friends? Oh, <laughs> did it? <laughs> well, I just thought that this morning. I thought, well, what would be theoretically yeah, okay. wrong with four friends raising four kids? <laughs> Well, yeah, the community. Yeah, I mean, then you've almost got a mini tribe in yeah. an agricultural modern society that are raising for, and it doesn't have to be their own biological children, but it could be too. I mean, even if the friends wanted to, if yeah. they, they could do IVF, or I mean, they could, I guess, sleep <laughs> with each other to have the kids, and then and then not be romantically. That would get a bit complicated. Yeah. I think. I think I, you'd probably just better off staying platonic friends. Yeah. Because there's, I've had friends in my life that I've shared a lot more with mm. and gone through ups and downs and had even business partnerships with and I in some ways feel closer to than I have with many of my girlfriends. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Same. Yeah. 100%. So, I've actually thought about this before with me and my um, best mate. We've, we've always been saying if we're both single at 40, we'll just get a little farm together have kids, foster kids, or bring our own kids there and just live out the rest of our days like that and doing whatever we want. Like, I think it's, but she would be out of all my friends, the only friend I would do that with because we we studied together, we lived together already. We've, we know what we're like living together. Yeah. We, we traveled together and we also work together. So okay. most of our life <laughs> as adults have been doing everything together. So we're almost better off. Why not? Then because you've, you know each other so well. Yeah. You know how right. each other think. You know that you can get along, that you can mm-hmm. travel together. Yeah. So it would almost be a better situation in many ways. Obviously, now we have the technology to to do this. Previously, 
you needed someone to have sex with to have the kid. Mm. You could have adopted, I suppose. Mm. So I've just been thinking about that a lot over the last week or two. And then I thought, well, how do you actually then go through a process of finding that friend? You basically have to date them as well. Yeah. You just have to date them. But you, you, I would still look for all the things I would look for in a potential romantic partner. Just I don't need to be attracted to them. Mm. That's it. But other than that, it would still be, okay, do we share similar values? Yeah. Can we have good conversation? Do we think similarly enough to build a partnership? Mm. Can I see myself spending a week with this person without getting sick of them yeah. or drained yeah yeah and then there's the added okay it could be a disadvantage all right we're not having sex and we're not romantically engaged but then it could also be a bonus because you don't then rely on that person yeah and then you don't get resentful yes and then you can experience <laughs> yeah dating on the side where you have two a babysitter ready <laughs> uh, well there's that yeah but you can mm-hmm. still have you know one to two year relationships on the side and experience intense love, but without yeah. then having to work on it. Exactly. And you can still build a, a great family. Mm-hmm. So, look, any any uh, anyone in Sydney that <laughs> likes my idea, I'm not even making this. I'm not. I'm being dead serious. Like literally, DM me. I will. I will date you as a friend. <laughs> This no, is the unique genuine. way you're going into find I'm women serious. to hook up with. Seri- no. <laughs> I'm not gonna- no, no, no. I would be very strict. In like- That's the other thing. I, I, What if I went on a date with them and I'm like, oh, I'm actually quite attracted to you. Yeah. That would be the, the, the only thing. And then you wouldn't say no. Yeah, exactly. So- it'd, be, it'd end up as one of those like rom-com kind of situations. Yeah. yeah. Where, no, like friends with friends. benefits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, if it was a male female friend doing it, maybe just the, the proximity and always being close with each other, you're probably just gonna maybe you'll just one day be attracted to each other and start. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I do well, not think so. Most of my housemates would. have been male, and I've definitely never grown okay, well, to be go. attracted to them. Yeah. Over time. All right. That was that's, that's my male brain that's talking. Your- <laughs> yeah, it's just spilling well, out. I'm sure, a little I could resist fantasy there. <laughs> No, it's not even a fantasy. I'd feel bad then if I did that. Why don't I get the applications for Neil's friend wife and I'll <laughs> yeah, decide, wife. send pictures and everything. Um, yeah, hit and me up if you want to be my friend wife. I know Slide you're tight now. Yeah, so I'll find What's my type? I'm not going to say it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but that's my type for, mm. you know, romantic partnerships. And now I know you also kind of like a little culture flair here and there as well. But not your, but it's not not your much, type, but it's not just too a, much. a perk sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah. because it's like I'm, I guess, second or some would even say third generation mm. Indian Australian. So I don't, you know, I don't I don't have a lot in common with someone who's just migrated, but then I guess someone who is also second or third generation. Yeah. I, I feel like I have a little bit more in common with them, not even necessarily Indian, but yeah. sometimes there's just a lot more to talk about and you can understand each other Mutual a bit more. Mutual understanding, that's it. It's not yeah. a deal breaker or anything, but I have found uh, when my uh, when my girlfriends or people I've been seeing have that, what did you call it, the, the cultural flair. Yeah. <laughs> it's been good. We've, we'd, we've been able to bond over that and connect. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not like a deal breaker or anything. You just take whatever. It makes sense yeah, though. Take, yeah, if you're around, you'll <laughs> if do. If you're a woman or yeah. even that, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, get me drunk enough. Any hole's a goal. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so I put out a story question on my Instagram just earlier today. I, I said, what What are the oblig- What do you think the obligations are 
in a modern marriage. So the reason I put that out there is I think we talk a lot about what's toxic and what's mm-hmm. a deal breaker and what should end the relationship and what a relationship should mean and what I individually want out of a relationship. But I think we should also be talking about, all right, what are the responsibilities? Yes, love that. And what are the obligations that you need to hold up in a I should have just said in a relationship rather than a marriage or I should have actually put the question out there and then is it different from a marriage yeah. to a relationship? I'm sure most people would say yes. Or to same-sex, platonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. So a lot of them are kind of they're what you'd expect. Um, I don't think Instagram gives you a long – you can only have a certain amount of words to respond. Yeah. There's some funny ones. Are finalizing the previous divorce process. <laughs> Limit cheating to once a month so then you're still 97% loyal. (laughs) So communication was a big thing. Communicate all your feelings and have arguments as if both people are on the same team, not opposite. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Was that written by a male or a female? Probably a female, but I I don't know. I can't tell. No, actually, that's a a male. Good. A male wrote that. That's good. Building a life together. Someone you can rely on and trust in good and bad times. Yeah, see, that's a big thing, I think. Yeah. You got to be able to go through the waves. I, I don't. That's I, it, like, yeah. I'm terrible at relationships, Aww. as you can tell. But uh, you know, those who can't do teach. <laughs> don't fuck things up with spouses, family. Yes. Oh, <laughs> don't That's don't important. cheat on each other. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think that was one. <laughs> Consent. Yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> religion and stupid. Someone just said religion stupid. Mutual emotional support. Yeah, I like that. That's good. But then. See, when it's these things like respect and emotional support, what if someone's asking for some support that the other person deems unreasonable or unfair? That's when I think yeah. that's when the conflict arises because, mm-hmm. I, again, I'm not at all, I'm not the therapist here, but it seems to be that a lot of fights and conflict arise from when someone is saying, I deserved something different in that situation and then the other person sees it as an unfair attack on them, which I guess mm-hmm. it is. It is an attack to some degree, mm-hmm. but in both people, they think they're the one who's correct and they think yeah. they're just. So they they both think, I want this respect in a way. Yeah. So I might be mm-hmm. thinking, you know, I want this respect from my girlfriend, but she's not giving this to me and I'm mad at her about mm-hmm. that. And she's thinking, well, this is disrespectful the way yeah you're arguing with me right now and you're expecting too much from me and that's not respect so then there's that not everyone's going to be on the same page with what is respect and what is emotional support Mm. and that's i i think as a non-expert where a lot of the conflict can arise would you would you agree with that yeah well i feel like that's just like a communication error because if i had if i had an issue with like let's say i say to you you never fucking appreciate me. Like, you never do shit for me, Neil. Like, you never say I'm pretty or whatever. You're going to be like, what the hell? Like, woman, I called you this the other day or, or whatever. Yeah. But if I said to you, like, I feel insecure and I feel like, you know, I'm struggling a bit with my self-esteem and I kind of want you to, like, help me with that a little bit or well, whatever, you might not be angry about that. That's true. But what if in my mind, hypothetically, I think, you're asking to in that, in a situation yeah. like that, it would seem quite exorbitant for someone to say you're asking too much yeah. from me. From me, but there are situations where someone could think, okay, this other person's asking too much. Yeah, it's it is interesting because I have like a 
I guess with everything with my work and what I've studied that I have like a certain perk that I can say something to someone and be like, look, I've noticed that you you cannot fulfill your own self-esteem needs and you really need someone else to, to do that for you. And I think that this is something that you may need to get help with. And it's not so offensive, but as someone, an everyday person, like you said that to a girlfriend, that could be so rude to be like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I think you should kind of get help with that. Um, So it is, it is a hard thing to approach with someone when they're, you know, relying on you or asking things that you think this is too much for me or too much of an expectation. But I think that what you should do is be like, okay, here's what I can do for you. Like I can write you a little post-it note every day or I can do this for you or I can, you know, take you out for dinner once a week and we can get dressed up or not take you as in pay, but we can go out together or whatever um, and get dressed up and go. Like, do you think that this is going to be enough? And Mm. and what things do you do for yourself? (laughs) I'd ask that. How do you make yourself feel pretty? Fair enough. Yeah. That's good. Well, there you it's go. It's all in the language. It is all in the, it's all in the way you say You things, can get anything it? or do anything once you know how to <laughs> oh, say it. Oh, manipulate yeah, it. Yeah, that's, manipulate it. Toxic. that's why the pickup so game toxic. stuff, this is how they sell it. Yeah. <laughs> what else do people say? Uh, respect and mutual understanding. Mm. I guess this, this is a big one. Respect and understanding and communication. Yeah. But, I mean, everyone, well, at least most people, I think, especially if they're going into a serious relationship, would try and do those things. You know, I'm going to try my best to respect you and understand and and give you that kind of care, yet a lot still fail. So there's obviously something going. Yeah, I agree. There's there's clashes, I think, with Mm. different subjective realities. Yeah. I think it's having just gone through something a bit similar like that where I've been like, this is an expression of, and I really felt that this is an expression of, you know, my intense feelings for you and how much I do respect and, mm. and love you. Whereas someone receiving that as this is controlling and manipulative mm-hmm. and you're making me feel bad. Yeah. You know, that's just truly just two people who have different realities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a hard one. And that's just like, I feel like that's a compatibility, incompatibility. Yeah, that yeah. might just be that. And it just comes down to that. Like some people, um, you may call someone, you know, you may call me a bitch and I'll be like, yes, bitch or whatever. And you may call my maid a bitch and she'll be like, that's so demeaning and rude. And you never mm. know like who's going to kind of, who's going to react to what in in whichever way. And some of them are going to mesh well with you and some are not. And some you can hash out together and be like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize that that's cool. And others you'll be like, I need someone that's not going to get offended when I say these things because I say them all the time. I'm not saying it's good, but that's who I am kind of thing. Yeah, hopefully you can try to hash that sort of stuff out. Yeah. But if it's in an intense fight or something, it, it can be pretty brutal. It can um, be. But... I guess coming back to whether or not it would be beneficial to raise kids with a friend, I feel like that the expectation on the other person to make you feel you obviously want respect from that friend, right? But yeah. it's not to the same degree of vulnerability and and in 
and intensity as mm. as you would with a romantic lover. Yes, yeah. And it's almost again, I th- I feel like it could be more conducive to a long-term partnership that in many ways. That could be ways. a better thing, actually. You don't put someone so high on a pedestal. You don't hold them to all these expectations and you won't. You don't expect your friend to fit every single hat. I need you to be my counsellor, my lawyer, my financial person, exactly. like whatever. You already know what they are and how your relationship is kind of thing. But I think one of the things I think about is how how much of our love map is is kind of influenced by how we've witnessed our parents' love. That's so definitely something. Whether it could be a good thing because a lot of parents, um, you know, haven't had successful 50% of relationships end in divorce and how many of those are still together are actually genuinely really happy and loving. So maybe it's a good thing to have, you know, those kind of things exactly. taken out of the home where you're seeing two people that are supposed to be in love um, have more distance between them. But then I also think it's like so um, important if you have, if you can have a loving relationship and having par- uh, children see that is so amazing. Like we have, you know, one of the kids in um in foster care and he he's bounced, he's 12 and he's bounced from home to home to home and he's always been placed with single women. Mm. And he started, you know, he's becoming a teenager being like really shitty to young girls and like even assaulting them or whatever and becoming very there's a whole bunch of issues but I keep saying he needs to be placed with a male and a female because he's never seen a man show respect to a woman he's Mm. never seen it in his whole life so that's the kind of thing that could be really important but if it's a male and female friend they're still going to show respect You'd think yeah. they're going to show respect to each other. They're going to show love as well. It's just not going. To, they're not going to be kissing each other, but yeah. hugging and yeah. maybe kissing on the cheek and showing affection. Yeah, they just won't. And then it's not like you see your parents having sex. Hope maybe <laughs> Hopefully. You, it sounds like you probably <laughs> did. <but> like, <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> but um, I think you you just you, if it's just respect, you definitely see two friends. You would hope they respect each other, and you would hope a young boy in that situation would see his male father respect his yeah. female mother friend yeah, and still because there's different types of love, exactly. right? There's your romantic love, which is yeah. chemicals in your brain and it's exciting and the person's better than anything and you want to just make love to them all the time. But it, that is a selfish love. Mm-hmm. What are you, You're not sacrificing any. Yeah. Maybe down the track you will and if you make a commitment you might be, but let's just keep all of that out of it, just that definition of love, eros or whatever you want to call it, is just this person's making me feel amazing and I want them more than anything. It's a selfish kind of love. And then I suppose there's the love of parents to children, which is not a selfish kind of love. I'm going to sacrifice so much to provide for you, to give to you, Mm -hmm. and I'm not really expecting it. I mean, you expect something in return as a parent. You want respect. You want... Uh, them to do what you what you ask and you hope that one day they'll grow into a healthy adult that you can then look back on and say, wow, yeah, I did something. Yeah. Uh, so there's something there to be to be gained, but it is a very sacrificial yes, sort of love. Absolutely. And then yeah. you get to real unconditional type of love mm-hmm. where people who care for people that they're not related to and people who adopt I think that's when you get into the real sort of I want absolutely nothing out of it. Unless, you know, within them they might feel good about themselves so you can make the argument it's still not purely altruistic. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a much more altruistic form of 
love than romantic love, yes. which is a very selfish Absolutely. kind of love. Yeah. And it feels great. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best kind. But mm-hmm. that's where I start, sort of thought of the question about obligations. Yeah. Because when, when I think of fun, flirty, romantic love, well, I don't think of any responsibilities. I think of, oh, I just want to see this person and have fun yeah. with them. And yeah, implicitly there's a responsibility that I have to also provide that fun, but I think mm-hmm. that's sort of naturally occurring. Yeah. Anyway, it's not like I'm going and get, you know, doing anything insurmountable to. Yeah, you're invested to have like, you know, do those things like cook dinner or vacuum your apartment or whatever because you, you want to please that person. Exactly. Because they please you. It's kind of like this payoff, which, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're so right. Yeah. But what would happen if, let's say you and I, platonic friends, we, we are the, the male friend couple that here that decide to have babies yeah. together or adopt or whatever, and you're trying to demonstrate your respect for the children's mother so or me mm-hmm. so you're saying like you know you look at your mother she this is a good woman kind of thing but maybe not in those words but you know what i mean sure. and then you're bringing you fall in love and you bring a, a girl home i wouldn't no 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 i think a big rule would have to be your lovers never. cannot come to the family home but how as that lover would you never meet the children that's where it gets a bit complicated yeah. don't get me wrong but yeah. i think it would have to be something like You'd have to initiate, not fully casual, but, you know, twice a week, I if I'm talking to the lover, I guess, mm. we'll call the lover to make it, like partner is the person I'm having the mm. family relationship with and then yeah. lover is the person I'm banging. Yeah. So uh, I'd have to just tell my partner, like, all right, maybe they have an apartment or, you know, if you're rich enough, maybe you got a separate apartment or something, but... um. I have these two nights off a week, Yeah. these two days off a week. We can spend time together, mm. but I'm not looking for something serious. I'm not looking to eventually get into a marriage with you. I'm just looking for two nights a week, fun, dates, And then you fall romance. head over heels with this woman because she's the best person you've ever met in your entire life. She's magical. Then what? You just keep seeing her two days a week. I, as, that, as that woman, the magical woman, I'd be like, I can't be with you and have, not have a relationship with your kids. Look at me. I'm magical. I'm a stepmom goddess. Like, well, then I, it can't work. <laughs> but you would be too in love to break up with yeah, someone. Yeah, that, I guess that is a definite, um, that's a potential that's the struggle. hurdle. Yeah, that's what I my just, friend said to me. you got to be disciplined, I suppose. When, but... she, when I said, let's do this, Dana, she was like, Eliza, there is no way that you would just stay. You'd fall in love and then you'd be like, peace. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, I've never had a live-in girlfriend. I mean, I've generally seen, when I've had girlfriends, I've seen them twice, three times a week. I've gone on holidays and things, but it's never been a permanent living situation. Mm. And it's still very fulfilling. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I need to see this person every single day. Yeah. And I've been madly in love with them. So I don't think I would, if I was in, especially if there were kids I were committed to, I wouldn't be like, I'm just going to give up on this so I can go and live with this person. <laughs> See you, kids. <laughs> nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe when the kids get to, if they're teenagers or something, we may then you can start to explain things maybe. Mm. But but as they're growing up, no, I think they should just see the, the well, in that home f- for long periods of time anyway. You should just see the, 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 the parents. But then how does that compare to divorced parents that have, move on with different families like blended families so well then they're still together <laughs> they're they're still a 
so if they've blended the families together, they're not friends. They're no, they're as partners. in as in you and I divorce. We've uh-huh. got two kids. We divorce, and then I get a new husband, and you get a new wife. Well, because those then, kids aren't going to see us together. They're going to be seeing the two different partners. But what what's your question? How's that well, different? It's yeah, it's the same thing. When mm-hmm. if you're saying, well, no, if I have a lover on the side and you have a lover on the side, but they would never be able to see. I don't know. No, because then you'd move in with the new husband. I've confused I'm, myself. Or, or that new husband would move in with yeah. you. And then they would be the parents. But it's not as though you would then be seeing that new husband on the side. The kids would then get yeah. – the kids would uh, – either you'd get, you know, it would be joint custody or whatever. It would be hard to find lovers that are supportive of – a friend marriage, I think. Yeah, that would probably that would be, be the, the hardest part. You just got to be a good lover. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then put it out there. Because I don't, I feel like as a as a man or as the other woman, I'd be like, okay, so you want to go, you know, live with your friend wife, but you're not going to come stay with me. Like you're choosing that no, over me after was... we've been together for six years. Well, it was probably unlikely that you'd be with a lover for if it's just a romantic thing. I don't think you'd be with them. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think nowadays there's a lot of people who even not just people in their 20s who are pretty career oriented or maybe have gone yeah. through a divorce and want to focus on other things who don't want a very serious. When I say serious, they don't want a seven-day-a-week live-in relationship. They yeah. just want someone they can have some fun with two nights a week. I think that's not unreasonable. No, it is if it works out that way. But I think I don't, you're right. But I do wonder, like, I feel like those are things that kind of are out of, out of our control because our emotions will get in the way of those yeah, things. Like, can course. you maintain that for 18 years until, or at least maybe even 14 years until the kid has a more One way most to find out, emotional yeah. maturity? Yeah, just do it. <laughs> I reckon you can be the study. Well, I got to find because. You can't just go into something like that with a friend you've just met, obviously. You'd almost have to still date that friend. Yeah. Be like, oh, let's be friends for at least two years before we adopt a kid together. Yeah. Know? Well, you have to, have to be to together, together at least two years You'd anyway. You'd have to try living together yeah. as well. You'd have to basically yeah. do a relationship just yeah. without any intimacy, any uh, f- physical sexual intimacy, yeah. and then see if it works. Well, I you mean, could just like present your sperm to her in a cup and then be like, hey, okay. cup. Get yourself pregnant. Well, if she wants to do that, yeah, sure. (laughs) Do IVF, right? Yeah. Yeah. Homemade. Yeah, exactly. You've got the technology to do it. Exactly. You just need a little syringe thing. And then, yeah, you don't have to worry. I just feel like as long as you really get along with that person so you can spend hours, you'd be spending, you know, hours a night with them. You'd um, watch movies together, go and take the kids to, I don't know, what did parents take their kids to? <laughs> the beach, the park. I was gonna say, I was gonna say the fair, and I'm like, it's not the 1950s. <laughs> Who goes to the fair? The fun fair. <laughs> um, whatever. The, I don't know. We got kids. Where do you take them? <laughs> the oh water park. <laughs> Football practice. Clearly, got to look more into parenting before. I, I also do it. wonder how <laughs> how keen would you be on this if you hadn't just come out of a breakup? Like that's I'm curious. Yeah, I know. Probably the we'll touch base got, on this definitely in a couple of got years. like yeah. a, a bit to do with it. Yeah. But I was um, how did I come up with this? I can't even remember. I think I was just thinking about alternative 
maybe I'm too scared of just actually because I, I I don't know I I just see all these statistics. And I always have a very negative view of marriage. I'm like, mm, this is, the divorce is this. How many are unhappily married? And then, like, the male, after divorce, the male rate for suicide goes up, like, 280% or something mm. like that, you know? Yeah. It's not, I don't know, there's not a lot of rational reasons well, to if do you're it. In the, a, it's emotional reasons. If you're in a stable and healthy relationship, Studies show that that is like that is yes, the that's optimal the one thing. state yeah, yeah. of well-being. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't see how you, you can't have that same. Re- you can just get that with a friend. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't see why you couldn't get that with a friend. Yeah, that's true. Because like half the marriages, by the time they're in their 50s, they stop having sex anyway. Yeah. <laughs> From what I've heard. Yeah. So you basically become mates. <laughs> you just can't then act on any other impulses but maybe i'm again all of this sounds good in theory so like open relationships sounds so good in theory and then when you do it oh fuck Uh, (laughs) but that was just me (laughs) but um yeah there'd still be some i'm sure there'd be some uh tough things in that situation that maybe wouldn't occur with a with a you know a spouse that you're Mm. romantically involved with but then you know plenty of um uh, there, there can be two people who raise kids. That it, it can be a a mother and her mother, or it can be yes, it can yeah. be siblings raise kids. Yes, it can be exactly. So what, it, two siblings raise kids. So say the uh, birth father fucks off, and then the brother or the uncle come in and, and yeah. be like, "Yeah, I'll live here. I'll be the f- the you know the de facto father for the kid." Mm-hmm. That ha- that's. That's a thing. It's not yeah, common, but I'm sure there'd be there'd probably be people listening to this podcast that have had yeah. some sort of situation like that. So yeah. no one would look, no one would bat an eyelid at that. They'd that's think a good point. That's very actually. normal. Then as long as the kid still sees yeah. that they respect each other and love each other. Yeah. And then I'm sure they probably do still date on this. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um that's a really good so point. So yeah. how would it be any different if it's a friend yeah. versus a, a, a sibling? Because obviously with a sibling, you're not going to be romantically involved. I mean, I, I, if mm. maybe from Tassie or whatever, but <laughs> I had to go there. I always have to, it's such a cheap joke, always. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, again, this is all very theoretical. Like, At the end of the day, like <laughs> you can't implement every single hypothesis, but what if this, what if this? At the end of the yeah. day, all that matters in terms of raising children, it has a that that child has at least one positive caregiver yeah. with a strong ongoing relationship. That's all a kid needs to thrive. That's the single most important thing. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, a safe person. Yeah, and then yeah. you could have you'd obviously have rules, some sort of not rules, but mm. uh, things in place if you just couldn't live with each other anymore. Yeah. So if you did have to break up as a friend couple, I'm yeah. sure there would still be. You'd have talked about. They should still go through out. premarital counselling. Yeah, you basically yeah. have to do yeah. everything a normal married couple would, yeah. except sleep with each other. That's it. Do you know what? Actually, I think that because you would have these things worked out before jumping into marriage and kids, I feel like that would be a much more successful relationship than marriage because no one these days really do does premarital counseling or even talks about these things. They're just so in love. They're like, let's get married. Let's have kids. I say to all my friends, 
get premarital counseling and they laugh at me and roll their eyes and they're like, bitch, we're fine. But these are things you don't, you don't know. Like what happens when we break up? What do we do with the kids? Like premarital counseling isn't about let's unhash the issues it ha- you've had. It's literally what will you do if one of you dies? How do you plan on raising your children? What if one parent's more strict? Like how lenient will you be? It goes through every single scenario to make sure you're on the same page with these well, that's kind great. of things. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a that's what friends would do. Friends would, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'd you'd hash it out. You'd yeah. write it all down. Yeah. But the only other thing is though, as if you know how we were talking about how, you know, you do things like you vacuum the apartment or whatever to uh-huh. please your partner because we're emotionally and romantically invested. If we're not romantically invested in our friends, are we going to be more less willing to make these compromises that really irk us? Well, wouldn't you say, you know, you've lived with male housemates and things. Yes. (laughs) And you know about that, yeah. (laughs) Well, just regardless of whether it's a male housemate or not, if you live with a housemate, you got to work out the chores. you got to have a... You gotta have a. Wouldn't that be a dream? Okay. <laughs> See, that just sounds like you're married anyway. That's yeah. probably what a lot of married women would but say. But I feel I've lived with. I've probably had. I've lived at a home for um, since I was eighteen. So how many years is that? I'm turning twenty-seven. Not seven, eight and a half seven. years, basically. I lived out of home. Nine. Yeah. Nine, yeah. Eight, yeah. And I've had maybe I've lived with four boyfriends, <laughs> and um, maybe like five other six or five or six other guys as well and a few girls here and there but um living with boyfriends has always been the most optimal situation for me because it's much easier for me to say like don't don't do that like can you do this and i'll do this whereas when it's your housemate and you're telling them to do something even if you're saying nice like hey do you mind like vacuuming like i'm really not feeling well i'm cramping if a female housemate said that to me, I'd be like, no. like Really? Yeah. Like, if she was like, I'm sick, no, I'm maybe ill, not that, do you but think you could help me out? If she was like, can, like, just do this for me. Like, you know, even I say to her, like, my boyfriend, I'm like, oh, can you, can you give me a massage? Yeah, like, so you lose your power. Yeah. So that's exactly. good for me. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you, you probably yeah, wouldn't want to do but- all these things. It's much easier to negotiate to me with a romantic partner and to hash out kind of issues than it is to hash out issues with um, people I've lived with platonically. Okay, that's fair. Because they have no vested interest in in keeping me happy and pleasing me or whatever. But if I was living with a friend that we're having kids with, I'd be so – I'd still be very invested in, okay, I need to also take care of this person. Yeah. And I need to make sure they're happy and I need – yeah. I'd still have a almost a very similar outlook to a marriage. Mm, yeah. It's, hey, this person, we need to come to an agreement. We need to understand each other. We need yeah. to help each other, support each other. Yes. Raise children together. We just don't have to rely on each other for sexual intimacy. Well, really, you know, couples do experience this, like asexual couples, for example. Some do have romantic feelings and many don't. And they still want to have, you know, a partner and a lifelong connection mm. and, and soulmate but because they don't have romantic or, f- or physical attraction that's exactly what we're describing well yeah i know yeah. in the last podcast i was yeah. probably a bit mean to asexual people but now i'm like look <laughs> it'd be perfect for this for this friend <laughs> partnership <laughs> or it doesn't have to be a woman i just think it, if you just emulate like a fan uh, oh, i was about to say normal but 
if it's a, a man and a woman, I think then yeah. the, the child gets those two influences, gets to see a man and a woman interacting and, you know, treating each other respectfully and whatever. You know, I can't remember the reason. I wish I did, but there was something that, <laughs> this is so vague, something that someone very, very influential said that the mm. best man is always someone that's been raised by a single woman because, oh, I know why, because when um when a single woman sits down with, her son at the dinner table. This is very like stereotypical, by the way. She says, you know, how was your day? And he says, good. And then he'll, she'll be like, well, tell me more. Like, why was it good? Like you kind of, he's learning from the age of five, six, seven, eight, whatever, to have these conversations and be deep and reflect and talk about this because women stereotypically, you know, like to talk. They're more like, let's drag this out. But then when he goes to the, you know, if he's brought up by a single dad and we're putting it into a, another stereotype and he's like, how's school? And the kid's like, yeah, good. And he's like, oh, good. Like kind of thing. Yeah. Not being a but dickhead. Then why would but- that not happen in a... Um- with a, ma- a mother and a father there, and the mother still it would also say that but sort of stuff. I'm just saying that, like, if it was a just a female household, mm. and also, you know, we can't then we can't just say okay, same sex women and male female, but no, like gay men, like gay men raising children has been amazing. Like statistically, I it basically has shown back in the day it used to say that um, the stats would show that it's always better to have a male and a female relationship rather than same-sex couples raising children. But, and that was trying, those were non, you know, well, they claim to be non-biased studies, but it may have been because of, you know, the acceptance rate of that and the other things that they have to face on a day-to-day basis. And now um, the new studies, the recent studies show that there is no difference in a child's outcome if they're raised by same sex or or you know different sex parents like male female they're all perfectly fine as long as they have good um, parenting capacity the only thing differentiation that they could find and it was very minor but it showed that same sex females are more likely to have parental stress than male female couples but that it even though they felt mm. that more stress, they didn't have a um, that didn't have an impact on the child. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay, it doesn't have to be a female friend, I guess. So male, <laughs> you don't want a male one. You want you want the female one, don't you? You want the little nurturer friend. Maybe <laughs> you just want you're like someone put an application to have babies with me, but it's just a friend. Like this is all. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> We think this is some elaborate way to get, to get him with a girl. Just trying something new. Your own little social experiment. <clears throat> I mean, I was on a date with a girl a week and a half ago and then yeah. I was telling her this and she was like, yeah, that's a really good idea. And then in my mind I was like, oh, finally, there's a, he's a girl that's actually into it. And then I did make out with her at the end. So, Perfect. Uh, like, yeah. Ideal match. <laughs> yeah. No, but now it's too late. Now we can't be friends. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's why the applications come to me. Maybe it would be better if it was a guy then. I'm trying to think out of my friends. There's one. Jordan. <laughs> he's got his girlfriend there. I don't think. I No, he's too busy. <laughs> he's not going to be there for he's the He's going to be the dad that's just like, I'm too father. stressed. And like, yeah, probably getting cancelled and all sorts of things. Um, I got a friend who, the one who lives in the Blue Mountains, I reckon I could raise kids with him. Yeah. 
Yeah, we get along pretty well. We've never lived pretty together. Well. <laughs> We've never lived together though, so I don't know. Mm. I've never even lived with a I've never had a housemate. Really? Ever? No. Not for a long period of time. When I've 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 because wow. I uh I moved out at twenty two, but from eighteen to twenty two I was travelling. Wow. But when I traveled, so for for a month and a half, I'd have housemates in London. For a month and a bit, I'd have housemates in Melbourne. But then when I moved out at 22, I was just, it was just me. And it's been me in this apartment four and a half years. Damn, that's so good. That's the dream, honestly. Living with housemates is just... If they're good housemates, it can be, Even fu- it can still, be fun. Even still, like, I find it's not... I find it once it gets to maybe six or plus months... It just be very draining to have someone in your space as a housemate. I've never had that issue mm. with boyfriends. I never had that what? issue with my best mate living with me, but okay. so, with every other housemate, even when I loved them, I was just like, it was so draining. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I can imagine that. What's the longest you've lived with a boyfriend? Uh, I lived with one for two years. And so it never... At any point, it never got, did it get, you know, boring or no, it was, stale? Do you know what's funny? It was, it was, we had a great relationship. It was amazing. Uh, but we were so young and we were together from, I think, 21 to 24. And we lived together mm. for a couple of years. And he, he was a scientist and he had to go away for like a, I can't remember how long it was. It was a while for me at that point, like six weeks or something into the desert with no phone reception. And um, he, he kind of came back and we had this talk where I could see something was on his mind. And then, I don't know, it was just like, I think I was like, look, you know what I'm feeling? I feel like we're both too young to be settling down in this relationship right now. Like we could be each other's forever person, but maybe we need to kind of go out and explore more. And he was like, that's exactly what I've been thinking while I've been away. Like I didn't know how to handle that. You just read my mind. Anyway, so Mm. that day, we broke up and People then go away. It's, yeah, they this get is what ideas, happens. They get Don't ideas in their yeah. head. You know? This is exactly, exactly. what happens. And come back. Oh, I don't think we're compatible. Where yeah. did this come from? Yeah. All and right. so anyway. we broke up and then he still lived with me. And then like a week later or five days later, it was his birthday and we had a party. And everyone was like, oh, like, how are you guys? And I'm like, oh, we broke up. And they were like, oh, my God, we're at the house. This is so awkward or whatever. We're in different rooms. God, but we you have, so, like, you have like the best. We lived nice together like breakups. three months post breakup and Damn. we just hung out as friends and then we were friends for ages up until like, you know, a couple of years ago we just kind of, well, he moved away. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Well, I have been blocked by most of my exes. <laughs> <laughs> Do not talk. There's uh, one that messaged me the other day actually. Just to say fuck you. <laughs> no, probably. No, she's just like, hey, how's everything? And That's nice. Was, yeah, that one was sweet. I was like, yeah. oh, good. One that I'm in contact with. <laughs> That's, um that's sweet yeah so yeah <laughs> interesting but i don't know go. i always find that you got to kind of to get i always think that actually having a good breakup helps your relationship like helps you move on from it um so i've actually lived with three boyfriends <laughs> post breakup for at least a month or so so, and it was fine. That's so nice, yeah. honestly. And we kind of just like, you know, obviously we had that kind of <laughs> hysterical bonding where it was like we were doing things we shouldn't or whatever and sleeping together. But then we're just easing out slowly and then supporting each other. But That's being how like it should more be. More and more distance, just kind of rather than going cold and never speaking to them again. It should be an easing out yeah. like that. Yeah. 
it's they were all really nice that's why we're all like still mm. tight but um yeah mm. that being said i've never done anything to actually piss anyone off <laughs> so maybe yeah. if i had it'd be different <laughs> if i put a little needle well i don't yeah put a little yeah, fair get, getting my what is it lion's tail in in trouble what did you call it little lion <laughs> yeah but in an open relationship yeah but it's complicated i know it's it's still yeah Anyway, I was thinking about that. If you are in an open relationship and you move in together, what the hell do you do? That I don't you think that could work. You have to go sleep at the other person's yeah, house. Yeah, but that would be weird because then they'll come back to your house the next day. And you yeah. Go, oh, how was it? Oh, no, I don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. I reckon I could do um, swinging like yeah. late, later in life because that's almost like you're doing that together. I think if you do open stuff together, that's better. So that's if probably the sweet spot because even yeah. when you're swinging, you can just go from one end of the club to the other. And yeah, I wouldn't do it. In, do I don't know if I'd do the full club thing. It's just you just meet a couple but, and you're like, oh, you oh, guys are cool. If it's another couple, that's fine. But to find a group that's young would be near impossible unless you're fine to swing with 60-year-olds. But there's a club in Sydney. Have you heard of it? And it's like My, really bougie uh, and everyone has to be super attractive and – Oh. Uh, I'll find the name of it for you. Sorry, everyone. I can't remember. I'm sure if you Google it, it's, but it's like really like upmarket. So everyone's good looking, but you cannot access it unless you have a female with you because otherwise course, just a million yeah. men would go. Yeah, of course. I, one of my ex-boyfriends asked me if we could go and I was like, nah, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd go to that. Yeah. If, I, if I'm so past the test. Find your friend wife and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at all these things I'm asking for. I'm like, look, I want a friend and then I want to do all these things on the side. Yes. I need you to and get I me into swing. the swingers club. <laughs> like, what am I offering? I don't know. Some comedic relief. Kind of D-list celebrity fame status. Um, That's it. Shorty. A cat. Who is beautiful. Anxious um, avoidant. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm working. No, you're not anxious avoidant. Sorry, just anxious. Anxious to <laughs> attached. Just anxious. Um, <laughs> you got good plants. Uh, what else? You got? A lot of I, I, I. No, I'm good. I'm a good boyfriend, but I need to feel secure. You're That's the big thing. It's like yeah. as soon as I don't feel secure, then I become like the worst boyfriend in the world. But I don't know. I think that's everyone. Yeah. To a degree, but me too. Just I guess it's more separate. Those two yes. things. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I did anything that bad. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Neil. It's been a roller coaster for you. The last 2021's been intense. Yeah. It has. Well, it was Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> Just kidding. There you go. Not really, right? but it was. There you go. Yeah, so maybe, maybe yeah, that's yeah. what it was. You take, the, you take the, it's all a learning curve. God has a plan. Actually, this is a side note, but speaking of Shorty, while she's on my mind, the cat. And our last podcast, we were talking about all your essential oils. Mm -hmm. And someone commented saying, be really careful because some of them are super toxic. I know. I'm aware oh, of that. Okay, good. <laughs> Shorty says, me. see, he looks after his I females. I'm very aware of that. In fact, I got them because they they're were meant to. Safe. No, they're meant to. Cats don't like them. So I would put them on the plants. Oh. So she's not going to do anything because they're very, uh, they're a scent that she doesn't like. So he protects his females and he also protects the place. So that's that's the alpha male energy. Uh, that's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, hit me up if you want to be my friend wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, hit me up and I'll determine if it's appropriate. 
and we can't put Neil through anything more in 2021, at least not for a couple of months. Wow, so I'll, I'll do the initial I'll probably assessment. do something dumb. <laughs> Probs. <laughs> That's the other thing. I don't know what to do because I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm nearly, we'll wrap it up here. Nearly 27. So, yeah, I'm getting getting on, I guess. But then I don't know. I still want to party. Yeah, you can party. I still want to. I still want to. You know, be single for a while. You don't have to box yourself into it's society. Just like, that's the that's the thing when you're this age. And if you're a guy, I'm like, look, this is. I'm getting the most, uh, I guess, attention at any point in my life. Yeah. So I'm like, well, why would I pack it in now? Why not reap the benefits <laughs> while you can? No, honestly, you're single. You yeah. may as well do it, do it all while you can. But then again, I don't want to be that like. Get you know, syphilis. 40, well, yeah, that. <laughs> um, and then I don't want to be like the 40-year-old being like, well, I still want to live my life. That won't happen because you know you. You're always like, okay, you always have this plan. Like, I'm going to do this. You even told me your plan from June. <laughs> From June 2021, yeah. yeah. <laughs> until well, that's, but that's why this like relationship is the one thing where I'm like, oh, all my plans have either not worked or you know I just haven't been. And I obviously have read a lot about it and things, but I think I'm too idealistic. Maybe I do just need to chill out and be like, look, just find someone and be happy. No, stop no, trying no. to do all this other weird stuff. No, no, stuff. No, no, stiff. Stiff. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> No, don't think that because if you had settled down with any of your exes, I don't think that you would be really, really happy in five years. And maybe it will take time to come to that maybe. kind of, at least some of them that I've heard about, like the one that was like, the way you drive <laughs> turns me off. The amount of shit I could <laughs> say. And it's yeah. all so funny because she's got such a heavy wog accent. <laughs> she's just, uh, oh, my God, your carbs are so small. I just feel like you're my kid. Aww. Oh, that's so brutal. It's not attractive. (laughs) Yeah, ethnic relationships are always toxic as fuck because they're trying to live out this, what their strict conservative parents want them to live out. And it's a a sense of pride for them. Like, we're better than those, you know, all those other white sluts. We can, (laughs) we, we get married young and we do it properly. And then they just end up like yelling at each other all the time and, yeah. expecting too much it is interesting my um one of my such a grim view <laughs> my friend's um boyfriend works as a, he's a school teacher mm. and he's gone from working in you know boys school in the north shore to working in a boys school in like what i can't remember where it's way out in western sydney but he said the way that the boys way out west speak about women is so disgusting like he's just constantly shocked at what they say and he's like look when i was on the north shore or like eastern suburbs they still said gross things but it's 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 a whole different kettle of fish like you know in one school it's like yeah she's got good tits this one it's like women are fucking trash like that kind of thing wow so yeah it is interesting how me how much you know you can get influenced by cultural geography like geographical location upbringing education everything mm. yeah anyway that's a whole yeah because you get a lot of that sort of stuff on the internet well that's a big reason what i wanted to start this podcast there's this war going on on the internet yeah of you know men are trash men are pieces of crap and mm. then, no women are all feminist hoes and yes. don't have any responsibility or whatever and you know you gotta you gotta talk you gotta try talk try try different things i don't know I don't know what this is. Just listen to us. Just every single teenage boy should come to this podcast. (laughs) 
oh, why, why is that an oh reaction? But you're just going, I don't know. Don't know what the solution to sexism is, no. but if I did, I would do it because I'm such a good guy. You are. By the way, do you want to date me? <laughs> Friend wife. Fucking bitch. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will, well, okay. We're, we're still, yeah, it's only been an hour, but um, it is a weird time period because I don't know whether to trust all the traditional ideas about marriage and and kids and not super traditional necessarily but you know somewhat traditional and 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 not necessarily have archaic gender roles but have a bit more of that traditional marriage or try to do a very progressive one or try to do something there's nothing clear i feel like if you grew up Mm. in a homogenous society at least you wouldn't be just contemplating and Worrying about this. I think There'd that's just you. just be one way to do it. Yeah, because I know. you're a head thinker. Yeah, I know. But I wish I did it. I wish I was one of those people you that's and like, oh, I, I'm just happy. What's the next thing I can do that's happy? You know what? No, it's a good thing. It's something that serves you a lot in life and something well, that, you well, know. It can. It, it can. And it can, you know, be something that is your falling My as well. <laughs> Is that you're ahead thing. and this, yeah, it's the same thing for me. I'm a heart person, and that's the best thing about me, and also the worst thing about me. So I know we need yeah. to. That's why we should have the trial because they'll be perfectly like head and heart balanced. Probably yeah, we'd get into arguments for sure. Yeah, I'd be like, no, I'll raise the kids with my decisions. <laughs> well, then you don't even know. I'll be all right. I'm out. <laughs> See, divorced already. Yeah, yeah lasted go. fourteen Last seconds. 14 <laughs> <laughs> Nothing uh, new there. <laughs> I was about to jump in with that, but yeah, you beat me to it. <laughs> but do you know what I mean, though? Because yeah, you just don't know what to, how to act and how to conduct yourself, as Jordan Peterson would say. It's just chaos, because there's no real. These are so many different cultures now in yeah in Australia, and they all see marriage and settling down and having kids differently. So which one, which one is the best one? It's you know what, you know? It's, all that you need to think about is what you deserve. So for you, it might be like I deserve someone that's open-minded and willing to be flexible in our relationship. I deserve someone who is you know this and that. For me, I'm like I deserve someone who's devoted and loyal to me. I deserve someone who is very loving and affectionate. That's the kind of message I put out into the universe, and that is every oh, single boyfriend I've ever had. So damn, I need to do that. And yeah. Just manifest rather manifest. than like reading all these books, making notes, yeah. and then getting like too yeah. obsessed with one way. Because I think what happened was like I went through that one relationship with the the ethnic girl. <laughs> Stop calling it the ethnic. The girl. ethnic. The, the um. <laughs> Am I the white girl? The white vegan girl? Yeah, yeah. You're one of them. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. ethnic girlfriend. Um, and then the big thing there was like attraction, right? Because she mm. lost attraction and. Even though it was only a very short relationship, it kind of did have that mentality of, well, I can see that he loves me, but he's he's just not attractive kind of thing to me anymore. That's how I felt. But then I got so obsessed with that. It's like I've got to stay attractive. I've got to stay attractive. Wow. So you (laughs) absorb that as your responsibility. Well, yeah, and I think it is to a certain degree in a relationship. You should you should try to maintain an. to a, to a, but do you think that you had lost degree. attractiveness in your short relationship that you were together? No, but I probably conducted myself in ways that now I can see, and this is even based mm. on some of the things I've read, were not the most optimal ways to, to maintain physical attraction. Yes, but I think that those 
kind of behaviors were in response to her sure her behavior there was definitely a, a 50 50 in that one like you she can't just say these like you know your cars are so little and you'd be like baby that's that's fine you express yourself i love that woman in charge yeah i mean it wasn't just yeah. that necessarily but um i've also but i have spoken to other girls that uh if a guy is uh too much on the scale of that yeah. Very romantic, but also needy. Insecure. And sort of, you're so per. It puts them on a pedestal. Yeah. But in a way that's not. That shows a lack of self worth, maybe. Mm. Which I don't think I. I guess I must have, but I don't think I did necessarily. I definitely thought, like, I was like, well, she's hotter than me. I definitely thought that. Yeah. Well, you can have but a then, lot of self worth in some aspects of your life and then. In others, you might not. Like in relationships, sure. you might just become a little bit different to your usual state. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But then I just got too obsessed with like, I need to stay attractive, I need to stay Aww. somewhat masculine. And then it just completely That's so sad. was like the downfall of the <laughs> next no, one. No, You shouldn't have to alter yourself. Like it shouldn't have been, I need to stay mm -hmm. attractive. It, sh it maybe should I have been, I, okay. I need to work through this kind of like thing I'm going through, not for the purpose of being attractive but for the purpose of you know you're you're feeling bloody anxious or upset or sure. worried yeah i do think it's it's still worthwhile to to look back and and yeah. think what could i have done better i don't think there's anything oh yeah i don't think it's always just either oh the other person was bad or all oh, the circumstances or we weren't compatible i think there are definitely certain behaviors that you can try to emulate and put out there that would be more conducive to a successful relationship yeah but you're the one neil that goes on as we have in our earlier podcast saying if you want to be attractive you like you know you do the things you love do this yeah yeah, no, I agree. yeah, yeah. yeah. and i and i that's and I think that is another thing I, even though it's like the same you might be doing the same things when you're like i got to be attractive i should do this but i think it's the mindset that is really important so when you're like i'm gonna fucking do these things i want and i love rather than being like oh my god this girl she's insulting me now i gotta be really attractive like that's that's like a yeah that's different a needy, states that's of frames a, sure yeah. i agree with that yeah. and one's healthier for you than the other yeah, yeah. i mean more uh, in a hypothetical situation i guess where um well i think if you're feeling very a bit anxious or maybe you're or like oh i don't know what's going on yeah. i feel like the relationship isn't what it was and mm. she's messaging me differently and things like that one you need i need to be better at communicating that sort of thing and because mm. i would go i guess above and beyond to try and get it better in previous relationships mm. but then a big reason i also wanted to do open was like okay then there's not that much pressure i can yeah, then right. if i am feeling a bit anxious and, and needy i can be like well let me just go on a date yeah. with someone else which may not be super healthy but mm. for a while there i think it actually worked yeah but i don't know that does sound a lot that's a hard sell <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. To tell, like, yeah look i was being a bit needy in that so then i went <laughs> i've been in someone else I mean, to say i was really attractive and <laughs> yeah I funny know. and then yeah uh, i got stuff to work no, out but everyone and, and, feels like that i feel like that in relationships every so often i think it's if it's just you know if it's overpowering and it's too frequent that you're actually genuinely weighed down by this on a regular basis that's when it's an issue oh without it yeah yeah, yeah without a doubt and I haven't actually been as bad as I was when I was yeah. what, maybe 22, 23. Mm. Um, 
and just certain circumstances that wouldn't come up in a monogamous relationship brought, I guess, some elements of that, but nowhere near as bad as it was. Yeah. Nowhere near. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, I'm not the victim here. Um, I just made some mistakes, I guess. Let's see what 27 brings for you. Yeah, let's see. All right, well, thanks for... A friend thanks for, wife. <laughs> a friend wife, yeah, hit me up. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, com slash podcast if you want to subscribe. All subscriptions go to charity. Check out our sponsors as well. Yay. Link in the description. Um, check out our special code and we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>